Marsden, and this should be episode number 16 of the Redeem the Dream podcast. First of all, I'd like to thank our sponsors, Wayne Consulting, awesome consulting group out of Michigan and here in Louisville. They do great work. Hit them up if you need anything in regards to your business. Great friends of mine, great people. And also, my boy, Grant Meyer, financial advisor with uh, Northwestern Mutual. The student is also local and a great guy. Hit him up if you need any help uh, planning your financial future. Without further ado, I'd like to introduce our guest today. His name is Yusuf O'Shaney. I said that right? Yes, you did. Thank you for having me. Hey, no problem. And today uh, we get to talk about something that I'm very passionate about and uh, Yusuf obviously is passionate about and that is yes, uh, the word of God and the importance of allowing scripture, which is uh, the Bible, God's word, um, to interpret itself. A lot of times we use a lot of outside sources or we go to a million different teachers of the word, which is great. It's good to be under good teachings and good books are, are good things. But at the end of the day, what matters is what the word of God says. And we all need to be seeking and the awesome thing is that God has made answers available to us in his word if we seek his word. And so Yusuf is amazing at this stuff. He studied the word, he he's teaches it, and I uh, actually got you saved as the Bible man in my, my phone, so <laughs> for, <Thank you>. <laughs> for good reason. And so, try to live up to that. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, for sure, for sure. So, man, this is great, man. It's been great studying with you. Can you kind of just speak into the importance of scripture, studying it, and learning to learn how to, how to seek God through scripture and allowing scripture to define and interpret itself. Mm, yeah, so um, I feel like a lot of us like to consider the, the Bible as almost a dead book in the sense that we, we limit it to just history. You know, we think it's just an, another history book, but it has so much to offer. You know, like who wrote the Bible is a living being. He's a living entity, so his words are also living. There's a lot of depth to it, and sometimes we like to read it and think that we can't find the answers in the book, <laughs> when in fact, the book gives us more than we need. It gives us answers that we didn't even know we could find. All we have to do is look into it, and we have to look at it as a book from God. You know, a lot of people think, oh, well, it's a self-help book. And it could be. Oh, it's a poetry book. Yeah, it could be. Oh, it's a history book. Yeah, that's true also. But it's that and so much more. It's a book of life. It's, it's God's letter to you so that he can answer all the questions that you have. And we see that perfectly in John 1.1. 1, 1. You know, it says, in the beginning was the word. And the word was with God and the word was God. And how do we get to know each other? We have to speak words to each other. So if, if we want to know God, if we want to know his heart, his thoughts, how are we going to know? Can we, can we drive to him? <laughs> no, he's spirit, but he gives us his word so that we can get to know it. And that's, we have to see the Bible as that. Amen. Amen. Man, that's deep, man. I appreciate that insight right there. Um, just to kind of give people a bit of an example, a lot of times people overlook or they're confused about the Old Testament, the importance of the Old Testament, 
and you know there's a lot of violence that's depicted in the Old Testament and all these different things that cause critics to ask well why is all this in there why did you know all this violence all these different things happen and why is the Old Testament important and how does it have anything to do with with us and with Jesus can you kind of share a little bit about why the Old Testament is important to study and how it correlates with the New Testament and why it's important to have both to understand the big picture, mm-hmm. a.k.a. God's plan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. <laughs> well, um, I think to fully talk about that, we would need several podcasts. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> maybe, maybe we need to. <laughs> maybe, maybe we do. But I'll, I'll, I'll put it in one simple word that links Old Testament and New Testament prophecy you know when we read Old Testament we think history we think violence and gore and oh man these instructions don't apply at all but we tend to overlook a lot of the prophetic books you know how often do we read Amos or Joel or Micah even the book of Isaiah and I'll give an example of why the Old Testament is vital in the New Testament. Isaiah chapter 53, verse 5 to 7. Isaiah is talking about a lamb. And he describes this lamb as one like a lamb. And he talks about this lamb saying, this lamb would be pierced for transgression, will be crushed for iniquity. This lamb will be led to slaughter and he'll be silent before his sharer. Now, when you read that, that's that's Old Testament right there. You know, when you read that, who do you think of? Who do we think of? We think of Jesus as that lamb. Amen. But do we hear <laughs> Jesus mentioned at all in the Old Testament? No, we don't. So what do we need to even understand what Isaiah was talking about in the Old Testament? We got to look at the New Testament because now you fast forward to Matthew chapter one. You hear, behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. That's prophecy being fulfilled. And that right there just shows the level of deepness to the Bible, the the living book that it is, you're seeing the work of God happen. What book can offer prophecy and fulfillment? You know, in uh, Deuteronomy 18, God says, how would you know if a prophet is from him? He says, if the prophet says something, prophesies, and it doesn't come true, that prophet is spoken presumptuously. You should not be afraid. But if what this prophet says comes true, then you know that prophet is for me. Because who else can make a promise? Millions, not even hundreds of years beforehand and actually do it. We can't even keep a promise that that we make the day before. Yeah. But God does that. And his book shows us that it shows us that he's alive amen so what does that mean for us for those that really want to seek god 
have to do obviously a whole lot more than just kind of show up to church you know people think they show up to church once a week and you know they got their little spiritual vitamin pill and and that's it and they're good you know which is kind of sad because people like that sometimes go to church for decades and can't even explain what the gospel is you don't don't really know who jesus is or or anything about him other than well it's the guy that died on the cross and somehow I'm, i have fire insurance now and, and you know i can go to heaven you know but there's so much more to it yeah to seeking to really seeking him so what, what what does that really what do you think how could you explain what that would look like for someone that's truly seeking how much effort does that person need to put forth how much of a priority does that need to be and what is the reward of that versus what is the consequence of not doing that? Mm. Because people that don't, they completely miss out. Yeah. They, they might wonder why they still are completely just lost and depressed and, and have, you know, just no direction in their life because they have, they just have failed to truly seek and to, to dig in. Yeah, that, that's a very good question. I like what you said about um, we go get that vitamin. And with vitamins, how often do you take your vitamins? You can't just take your vitamin once. You got to take vitamin all the time, every day, sometimes multiple times a day. And in the same sense, that's how we have to be with the word of God. You know, it says in Matthew 4, 4, man shall not live on bread alone, but from every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. That word has to be daily bread, you know, in a, in a relationship with people. What is the most important thing in solidifying the relationship that you have with somebody else? It's in the quality time that you spend with them. You don't just spend one day with your wife or your husband. You spend every day with them. You listen to their words. You speak back. You have a conversation with them. And in the same way as, as Christians, if we say that we want a relationship with God, that has to be a choice that we make every day. It can't just be on Sunday. And we make that choice by being in his word every day and trying to gain that understanding, seeking him in his word. He says in Proverbs chapter eight, verse 17, that he loves those who love him and those who diligently seek him will find him. Well, where can we find God? Isn't he his word? We can find him in his word. And he has so much to tell us. You know, like, we, it's easy for us to think, once again, that Jesus is the lamb. But have we ever asked ourselves, well, why is he the lamb? Because we just know he is. Where can we go to find that answer? It's in the book. The book offers insight to that. There's also a verse in, uh, I believe it's 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16, that says, All scripture is inspired by God and profitable for correction, for reproof, for training in righteousness, so that men can be equipped to do all good works. So if you're feeding yourself with this word, and not just John or Peter or we all like to read the Gospels a lot. And those are great books. They're fun books. But is he just the God that Matthew says he is or John or Peter? Isn't he the God in Genesis? 
in Exodus, Leviticus? Isn't he also that mysterious God in Revelation, in the epistles, all of that? He's the God of all 66 books. So if you really want to understand him, can you just read John? Can you just read the Gospels? No. You, you have to read the whole book. You have to seek that understanding in the whole book. And of course, if he's seeing that, wouldn't he want to give you that understanding? Wouldn't he help you understand? He will. And that's what it looks like in seeking. We, we have to seek him through his word. And we have to make that a daily practice, a daily habit. And we have to seek for those who are also doing the same, who can offer us knowledge and insight into scripture. But how can they do that? They should use scripture. You know, we, we don't need an outside source. You know, we, the Bible has everything we need. We just need someone to guide us through the scripture. Wow, that's good. That's good stuff, man. So when, at what point in your life did you get to the point to where you really wanted to seek God in that sense? I mean, because I mean, I, I, I know for me, you know, I was, I was saved, so to speak, I gave my life to Jesus when I was 12, 13 years old. And then, you know, I always took it very serious. And, and I, 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 there was a definite immediate change in my life when that happened. But it wasn't until I was 18 or 19, 18, a senior in high school in, in Oregon, as I talked to you before we got on the show, was that I was at a church, Eighth Creek Fellowship. Shout out, <laughs> out, out in Portland, uh, and uh, my dude, Pastor Brett, out there just just teaching through the Word, Genesis through Revelation, and I just noticed something in my heart change. You know that that word that really gives life. It was life giving to me, and I started taking tons of notes. It wasn't anything flashy. It wasn't out yelling and screaming and having on some kind of big show. No, he was just out there and he just taught the word faithfully and it just, the word gave me life and I started to experience that and that was a really life-changing experience for me and so ever since then I, I look back on that as like, man, take me back to that. That's what I want. I want that, I want to keep pursuing God in that way for the rest of my life and keep digging for gold through the scriptures and so when did that kind of happen for you because very, very I mean, good question. Yeah. Um, I think just growing up, I, I was always exposed to uh, religion. You know, my, my father was Muslim and my mother was Christian. And I lived in a household where I wasn't necessarily forced to, to choose. I had the option to explore both. And I dabbled in Islam and I, I tried to understand that. And same with Christianity. But ultimately, I, I, I went with Christianity. And just growing up, I was always exposed to uh, so many Christian values, Christian topics, uh, the Bible, obviously, reading that, studying that, trying to at least. And um, I, But I couldn't say that my heart was really in it because I always wanted that understanding. You know, it's sometimes it's it's difficult to not I wouldn't say believe because you believe, but it's it's difficult to understand what you believe. And if you don't have that understanding, then it becomes vague. And 
I've always felt that God shouldn't be this fake because God is real and I should be able to understand why I believe in him. And I can say that understanding came to me when um, I met with uh, a guy who taught me. And I, um, I just, he said some things that really caught my attention, you know? And he didn't even, and I'm, I'm the type of guy where I'm not concerned about what you think. I'm concerned, I'm concerned about what actually is truth. Exactly. It okay. doesn't matter what anybody thinks. No, it doesn't matter because... <laughs> That's what always bothers me about <laughs> people teaching the Bible, you know, and you go in these Bible studies and everybody asks, so what do you think it means? What does it mean to you? What does it mean to you? It doesn't matter what it means to you. What matters is what does it mean, yes, right? Exactly. <laughs> That's what we need to find out. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and so I came in with that premise, you know, like, well, I hope he's not going to tell me what he thinks. But I was asking I was asking some questions and I asked him, well, you know, I've been in church my whole life. You know, I've listened to so many pastors. You know, I, I was an usher and I can't say that I have the level of understanding that I want to have with God. And I asked him, well, why, why is it so difficult? Why is it so hard to understand? even the book I read it, why, why can't I understand it? And he told me, he said, he showed me a scripture in Isaiah 29, and he talked about this idea of a sealed book, you know, and I was like, what? What does that mean, a sealed book, you know? I was like, what, 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 what book is this? And he explained that to me just Verse by verse, he was like, well, what does, it, what does it say it's sealed? He says, oh, these visions are sealed. And then he just started asking me these questions. Like, well, well, what do you think a vision is? And I'm telling him what I think a vision is. And he's like, well, let's look at the Bible to see what the vision is, what a vision is. And that struck a chord in me because it's, it's, it's very rare that you see people using Bible to interpret Bible. You know, like I was expecting a whole spiel on, oh, well, let's, let's go to this and look up this and let me tell you what I think a vision is and you can tell me what you think. He's like, let's go to the Bible and see what a vision is. And he showed me Hosea and I'm like, that's not even a book I read, <laughs> you know? And he goes to that and he said, well, it says a vision it says God gives visions to prophets and he gives parables to them. And he asked me, well, what do prophets speak? I'm like, well, I guess they, they speak prophecies. So what is that vision? He says, the prophecies. He says, how well can you understand a prophecy before it happens? And already I'm just like, whoa, what is it? <laughs> This is, this is a lot more than I thought it was. The Bible is a lot deeper than what I thought it was. But it goes on to explain that there are things in the Bible that even when reading just face value, we may not understand because there's, they're prophetic. An example, when we read Isaiah 53, we, we know that it's talking about a lamb 
But if you think about it, at that time when that prophecy was written, could those people actually know what it meant? They couldn't really understand it. But when that prophecy was fulfilled and that knowledge was available and it was given to the disciples because the fulfillment of that prophecy was Jesus. They wrote it down and they gave us an example of how that what we don't understand could make sense. But what he did to me was he showed me that the Bible is much, much deeper than what we think. And that was what struck something in me because I looked at the Bible entirely different. Then it became, well, I want to study the prophetic books now. I want to know about, I want to read Isaiah and Jeremiah and all those prophetic books. And I want to see how that translates in the New Testament too. And then I started to see, oh, well, there's even prophecies in Revelation. Like, there should be some level of understanding of that too. But how often do people want to read Revelation? We all just want to read the gospel. Yeah, everybody's scared about the... Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a scary book. The interesting thing, yeah, yeah, yeah the deeper things of God. And yeah, but that was, that's what began, uh, began this, like, hunger to want to learn. Because I, I have to admit that I, I also looked at the Bible as a dead book, as just a book of history. I was the biggest, you know, advocate for, like, Old Testament doesn't apply. You don't need it. It's talking about shaving sideburns. You can't do that now. So we don't need it. But now I see it's very crucial because of that, because of that day. And I would, I would trace it back to, um, it was around August, August of, well, well, it was, I think it was, it was either June or August of 2016 that I, I guess I had this rebirth, rebirth of, of my inner self, of my spirit. You know, it, it says in the Bible that the seed is the word of God. And it says it in Luke 8, 11. And I believe that when I heard these words and just gravitated to it, my, my spirit was being reborn again with that word. And then of course, if I'm being reborn again, then I'm, I'm an immature spirit. <laughs> I need to feed that spirit within me and I know that and I understood that feeding that spirit within me was through that word you know being in that word studying it all the time gaining more insight more knowledge and not looking at it with my thoughts because I feel like I've always looked at it with my thoughts but looking at it for what it actually says throughout and I can say that it, it's it's been an awesome awesome journey for me I've, I've I found more, and this is what he said to me too. I asked him a question, I was like, well, I'm a pretty materialistic guy, you know? So can you tell me that if I, uh, if I pray to God, and I believe in God, he can provide me with all these material needs <laughs> that I want? And he's like, well, I can't say that he can do that for you, but he said, a job can. <laughs> <laughs> but he said, I can say that you will get the fruits of the spirit said you will get that peace and joy and love patience goodness all those fruits of the spirit and i can see that i'm getting that the more and more i'm in his word the more and more i'm seeking understanding of 
what he's saying in his book, I found myself finding more joy, finding more peace, finding more hope in this crazy world. Because I, I wasn't looking for hope in the world in the world anymore. I was looking for hope in the book. Amen. So there's no regrets, you know, people always think, hey, I'll do it later on when I'm old and you know, that's that's the biggest mistake you can make. Because yeah, yeah, I mean I I mean I tell people all the time, man, doing anything other than pursuing God is ice cream covered. Beep, beep, beep. Yeah, I ain't trying to say it, man. You already know, man, but it, it it's it's the best analogy I ever I ever heard, man, and, and God has the best to offer us and there's really never man, there's no regrets in pursuing God and there's nothing greater than to be in his presence. And sometimes we forget that and I forget that all the time and and i think that it's so good to 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 have met you and to be studying with you and to pursue god likewise i, I, I love in that sense man i feel like that's what god wants you know the, the bible talks a lot about unity through through faith and not and even knowledge too and i feel like that should be something that we all aim to do is we, we come together and, and study his word and leave all our precepts at home Let's leave our misconception. Let's leave our burdens, our troubles, and come and learn his word. And let him, let his word change us. Let his word give us that hope, that peace, that joy that we're all craving for in all the wrong places. You know, if, if we found it out in the world, we wouldn't keep going back every day, you know? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> what would I... What final thoughts do you have, what you have to, what would you say to somebody that isn't quite sure about this thing and um, how would you encourage someone to pursue God and, and the importance of that? Mm. Well, I would say that it, it starts by first praying. You know, um, of course, we, we pray, but sometimes our prayers aren't, are, are different. Our prayers come from more self-gain. And not saying there's anything wrong with that. Of course, God God wants to give us our needs. But we can pray for understanding. You know, if most of the time we're praying for our jobs and, you know, money in the bank and all that stuff. And we pray for our families, which is very important. But let's not limit it to that. Let's also pray for understanding. Pray that God reveals the the deep things of his law, of his word to us. And, of course, we can't just pray and sit there. We have to also open the book. We have to read. And we have to seek out that understanding. And surely we'll find it. Amen. Well, thank you so much, Yusef, for... For being here with us today, and that includes this episode of the importance of letting Scripture interpret itself and to pursuing God through His Word, because the Bible said He is His Word, and it's very important to understand it's the only book, the only Word that can actually give us life, and hopefully this was inspiring. As always, I would love to get some feedback. My email address is dan at redeem-the-dream.org. Hit me up with any questions, comments, or concerns. Other than that, we'll catch you next time. God bless you all. Bye-bye. Yep. Thanks again, Yusef. Oh, well, thank you for having me. I do, I do appreciate what you're doing with uh, with Re Redeem the Dream, and I think you're creating a great platform for people. And I'm just looking forward to more material, more podcast. Amen. With that in mind, we'll catch y'all next time. God bless.